0: Buenos Dias from BA. This is a Rorschach Venezuela update from the 30th of March 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. On Monday the 27th, Ugbel Roa, deputy of the National Assembly, was indicted for a corruption plot in Petróleos de Venezuela, better known as PDVSA. According to the public ministry, several workers in the oil industry had denounced that the former parliamentarian maintained total control of the Petrocedenio company, 100% owned by PDVSA. Roa will be charged with crimes of public asset appropriation, money laundering, criminal association, and treason. Following this news, on Monday the 27th, Diosdado Cabello, former vice president of the United Socialist Party of Venezuela, announced on his television show, con el mazodando, that Giuseppe Alessandrello will replace deputy Roa as the Nueva Parta state deputy. As you know, everything happens for a reason, and Maduro's administration had a billionaire one. On Friday the 24th, Reuters published an article stating that the investigation for corruption in Venezuela would have been driven by the government's inability to access $21.2 billion to finance presidential campaign in the upcoming months according to reuters three sources said the arresting wave of pedevesa officials in recent days is linked to an investigation due to the company's heavy losses last year supposedly with this amount chavismo intends to increase public spending and counts on oil to finance 63 percent of the campaign but not only are pedevesa's numbers negative but also Maduro's COVID results. On Saturday, the 25th, Delcy Rodríguez, vice president of the regime, reported that Maduro did not attend the 27th Ibero-American Summit held in Santo Domingo in the Dominican Republic due to a, quote, false, positive, unquote, for COVID-19. On her Twitter account, Rodríguez reported that on Friday, the 24th, Maduro's doctors told him he was positive for COVID so he suspended his participation in the summit. The Chavista leader went through two tests with negative results on the same day. However, one result was enough to stop him from going. Speaking of Maduro, on Thursday the 23rd, Gustavo Petro, president of Colombia, met with Maduro in Caracas at the Achilles Nazoa Cultural House. Although there were no statements after the meeting, in previous days, Petro said the reason for the meeting was to talk about the fight against drug trafficking, collaboration on the border, the opening of the Colombian consulates in Venezuela, which are expected to be 15 of them, and the Amazon summit in the framework of the Amazon Cooperation Treaty Organization. Well, it seems like they are getting along. On Thursday the 23rd, the Colombian government inaugurated an immigration checkpoint in Tibú, Santander, on the border with Venezuela. The checkpoint intends to serve the Venezuelan population with information about the biometric service and the delivery of permits for temporary protection. Just when we thought they were figuring things out, Colombia decided to turn its back on Venezuela. On Saturday the 25th, in an emergency meeting, the Colombian company... Integral Energy Plus reported that they would immediately dissolve the partnership with Prodata Energy, a Venezuelan state company where one of the shareholders is Bernardo Arosio, an entrepreneur arrested for corruption last week. Prodata Energy is a company commissioned by the Maduro government to export gas from Venezuela to Colombia. However, due to the corruption scandal, it seems that the gas exportation plan will be on standby for a long time. Let's talk about petty actions. On Thursday, the 23rd, Maduro's regime closed a conference salon to prevent a presidential candidate from holding a convention. Officials from the Ministry of Health showed up at the El Príncipe Hotel in Barquisimeto State to close the establishment for alleged non-compliance with sanitary regulations. The hotel's convention room was set aside for Friday the 24th, so presidential candidate Maria Corina Machado would have held a citizens' assembly. In view of this, Machado challenged the regime on Twitter and announced that now her political activity will be carried out in the streets where she said, quote, there is room for more people, unquote. Speaking of closing, someone who will have the doors of his house closed for a long time is Lenin Rojas. On Thursday the 23rd, the Zulian broadcaster, accused of alleged sexual abuse of a minor, Maria Gabriela Montiel, was sentenced to house arrest. The judge charged Rojas with lascivious acts and harassment. He is facing a sentence of 15 years in prison. In court, Rojas requested a house arrest stating that his life is in danger. One person who did have her life at risk was a 51-year-old woman. On Friday, the 24th, the Scientific and Criminal Investigation Service Corps, better known as CICPC, rescued a woman who had been kidnapped for two years in Caracas. Douglas Rico, director of the CICPC, reported that during the rescue operation, the Corps detained 52-year-old Gerardo Rojas Blanco, who allegedly subjected the woman to sexual abuse and domestic chores. Relatives of the victim informed authorities that the woman suffers from bipolar disorder and was homeless at the time of her abduction. A similar situation happened on Wednesday the 29th, when the Colombian Ombudsman's office released four Venezuelans that the FARC had kidnapped on the 13th of March. Their captors handed over the youngsters in good health conditions in one of the rural areas of Arauca, near the border with Venezuela. To date, the reason for their abduction is unknown. While some were released, others were detained. On Saturday, the 25th, Antonio Pérez Luis The director of the Madurin Municipal Police reported that 18 people from Pakistan were arrested in a wooded area of the municipality. In an interview, Perez said that the Pakistani citizens were wandering around suspiciously and then tried to flee at the time of the arrest, but security commissions prevented them from escaping. One of the detainees said that they were in Venezuela as part of their journey to the United States. They were released the same day. Someone who did not have the same luck was the criminal El Conejo. On Thursday, the 23rd, the Bolivarian National Police, better known as the PNB, confirmed the death of Carlos Gómez, alias El Conejo, in a capture operations in Irapa, Sucre State. On Friday, the 24th, Remigio Ceballos, Minister of Interior, Confirmed the information in a national broadcast. The Venezuelan government was looking for Gomez because of multiple crimes, including extortion, kidnapping, homicide, among others. His capture was worth a million dollars. In another news, on Thursday, the 23rd, a fire occurred in the Uberito forest located between the states of Anzuategui and Monagas. To date, fires have continued to be reported. In different parts of the forest. William Lopez, a union member of the Maderas de Venezuela y Turquía Company, told the outlet El Pitazo that the fire has consumed 30,000 hectares of forest and that there is no equipment and supplies to fight the flames since the Mavetur forest firefighters have been fired a few months ago. Speaking of the eastern side of the country, On Tuesday the 28th, the Ministry of Popular Health launched a strategic plan that consists of using insect spray against the ashen moth, so as to reduce the number of these insects in the Mónagas and Súbire states. In the last few weeks, these insects have increased notoriously, and the authorities consider them a plague. They cause health and environmental problems. In sports, on Sunday, the 26th, Venezuela's most beloved baseball player, Miguel Cabrera, received the keys to the city of Lakeland, Florida, before beginning his 21st and final season in the major leagues. Miggy has become one of the main attractions of preseason games due to his successful career in the majors. Congratulations! And to end this edition, more good news. On Tuesday, the 28th, The National Assembly approved a law for people with autism spectrum disorder. The purpose of the Comprehensive Care Law for people with autism spectrum disorders is to promote a comprehensive, early and timely diagnosis, as well as to promote awareness and training institutions to achieve changes that guarantee the safety of autistic people. And that's it for this week. Wanna have the most cool t-shirt ever? We gotcha! You can buy our 100% unbleached organic cotton, grown and ginned in Texas, spun and knit in the Carolinas, sewn and printed in Missouri T-shirts. The most environmentally friendly T-shirt you own. What's your favorite pizza topping? Let us know at Venezuela at Hasta la próxima.